Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 106, where we're going to get a couple of listener stories. Now, I am Craig, your host. Chris is actually not with me right now. I'm just introing this episode. We're going to bring him in in just a moment with our guests. Just wanted to let you know this episode is going to be a little bit different. So we're going to talk with Stefan and Chris. Now, these are two listeners of the show who uh, sent in their stories. We wanted to chat with them a little bit. As we talked to both of them, we asked them the same kind of set of questions. And so you'll notice some common themes in their answers. You'll also notice some differences. Uh, one of the common themes that you'll hear is, hey, you know, if these Holland Assets guys can do it, I can do it, right? Well, there's kind of a similar vibe that I want you to get from this episode. Listen to Stefan and Chris and their stories. And yeah, hey, if these guys can do it, so can you. So listen in, get inspired, learn something, and hopefully you'll want to go make it happen for yourself. I hope you do. So don't forget to check out hollandassetsllc.com and also check out motorcarrierhq.com where you can get a lot of the resources that you would need to help yourself get started. We do have another episode like this coming up with a couple of listener stories that are much less traditional than what we're going to hear today. So stick around for that. Make sure you're subscribed to the show and thanks so much for listening. This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. All right, so Stefan, welcome to the show. Really glad to have you. Chris and I are going to fire off a few questions at you, but I want to start with kind of your story, how you got to where you are, you know, obviously the elevator pitch version, but you were telling me before we started that you got your CDL because you were working on a dairy farm. Is that right? Yes, I uh, worked on a dairy farm growing up. Uh, I'd say roughly about 15 years old. I started going around... Um, you know, the farming operations of things and kind of settled into operating, you know, bigger pieces of equipment and got to the point where I would uh, operated the uh, water truck for a whole summer. So it kind of got me into the hmm. thing of learning how to float gears and stuff like that and pretty much uh, learning how to make tight turns because the dairy can get pretty tight at times. So kind of helped me out with the confidence building in that aspect. And uh, also, um, pretty much, I mean, confidence in, in this industry is uh, it will take you a long way. You'll be able to, you know, do a lot of different things like equipment hauling and, you know, flatbed takes a lot of, uh, you know, confidence in tying down and making sure your load's secured. Um, that's kind of where the dairy helped me out with that. So, I mean... Uh, it's it all yeah the uh the, like you said confidence will confidence will take you a long way but you better earn it right yeah. if you're going to tie something down on a flatbed right chris <laughs> you better earn that confidence absolutely i i like you already <laughs> a, a dairy farming roots man we're uh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Similar. So That's okay. Awesome. So you've been driving for a while. Then I mean, this sounds like most of your life you've been at least behind the wheel of some kind. Yeah. What was uh, the tipping point for you? What got you to say, "All right, here we go. I'm going to strike out on my own, get my own authority, and go for it." What What made you make that decision? I uh, took in a uh, a contractor position with the Department of Defense, and I was pretty much placed back into the uh, trucking industry because I had stepped out for about a year. It got 
pretty hectic with, uh, you know, wages and stuff like that. Um, so I needed a confidence, confidence builder, and that pretty much helped me with pushing me back into the truck indus trucking industry. And um, I uh, listened to your guys' podcast. Uh, well, I first heard the introduction to the podcast, and I was like, hmm, this is, you know, perfect timing. So I, you know, started to follow you guys more, listen more, and then around, I think it was episode 10, I was like, you know what, I think I think I should take the jump, you know, it's what I got to lose. I mean, it's, it's a great time, it seems like, and, you know, I'm not going to get any younger, so. <laughs> Hear that, Chris? It only took you 10 episodes to convince <laughs> him. That's it. It's impressive. I, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's effective cool. right there. So, as you were listening to the show, I'm curious what what was the biggest impact that that had? Was there something in those first ten episodes that made you say, "Yeah, let's go for it"? What was that impact point? Well, Chris, you know, being that he never been in the truck, you know, I had the the one up on that pretty much. I was I was like, man, he he pretty much went out and did it himself, and you know, if anybody could go do it, why why a man that doesn't um, I mean, that has the experience. I pretty much was envisioning this since I got my CDL. I wanted to be my own boss and, you know, have my uh, my own free time when I want and be able to hang out with my family. And, you know, this has uh, made me, you know, have more free time. So You hear that, Chris? So uh, I keep coming back to you after these because it just—it's this one's just too hilarious. You usually have to make the joke, Chris, but in this case, it really is. Uh, hey, if that guy can do it, <laughs> yeah, I—I I can understand. I'm surprised it took ten episodes to be like, oh, if this idiot can do it, I can do it. <laughs> Not so much. Idiot. All right, so. I, I would have thought you would have got that after like one or two. I mean, it, it, it took me a while. I was like, I've never, I. I didn't see too many trucking podcasts at the moment. There was a, a, a trucking for millennials podcast. They didn't have too many episodes. I mean, you guys were brand new. I was like, ah, I don't know how much I can, you know, wing wing this out. You know, I it was my life savings I was putting on the line. You know, at the moment, everything I had saved for the past seven years, and I was like, oh, it's gonna take a lot to, you know, make me want to do this. And yeah, I mean, you you helped me push it forward, so. There you go. Well, you know, based on how much you're smiling and laughing right now, I'm guessing it went okay so far in the last year and a half. But I, before we get to that stuff, I do want to ask you, what has been, in your experience, in your opinion, the biggest challenge for you? Uh, how, yeah, what's, what's the roughest part? Well, at this moment, it's fuel. Um, I mean, the rapid increase in fuel, it, it's, it's been hard to, you know, be able to keep, keep a, a, a steady amount of uh, cash flow. I, um, I mean, I have a truck that's, it's a newer truck, but it's, it's still, it has some miles on it. It needs maintenance done every once in a while. So, you know, once one of those maintenance bills hits you and then you have your $3,000 a week fuel bill, it's kind of, it's kind of tough. You know, it's, it's a slap in the face at this moment, but we're seeing, you know, we'll get through it. And yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. So. So what has been the most rewarding part? You know, aside from the uh, piles of cash that I'm sure you sleep in now <laughs> as an owner operator, what's the most rewarding thing? 
it's it's time with the family. My son enjoys you know going on the truck with me. I take him as often as I can. Um, he's he's gone on a couple of long haul trips with me. I, he went with me to Texas on a, I think it was my fourth trip out in the truck, and he was just turned three years old, and uh, he he took it like a champ. I was uh, very pleased. And his uh, demeanor and just, you know, how he soaked in everything. It's just having that childlike, you know, faith and and just believing that, you know, everything's going to be okay. And he, it just made me see it in a different eye, so. That's really cool. Oh, man, that's a great story. Chris, did you ever take any of your kids out? And, and go ahead and get close to that mic when you're telling us. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I took a few of them out on a couple trips and that's, that's a lot of fun. I mean, that's, that's really, you know, family is why we do all this. It's why we make the sacrifices. It's why we do. So it's, it's kind of cool, um, Stefan, to hear you bring that aspect into it, that that's been one of your big benefits is being able to, you know, provide a better life for your family and, and provide, you know, better time with your family. That's exactly. I mean, honestly, that's yeah, why we yeah. do all this. All right, Stefan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You've been <laughs> listening to the show now for a while. It sounds like, do you have a favorite episode, uh, off the top of your head? I, I really focus in on the financials. Uh, cause I like this. Like, I mean, I don't have as many trucks, but when, you know, when the truck count was down, you know, I'd be able to have more of a, Oh, well, I must be doing things the right way. I'm asking for the right amount in rates because I I dispatch myself, so I just want to make sure that I'm I'm make I'm making money and also I um just like try to take in you know a lot of the financial episodes. All, I mean not the financial like financing and making sure you know because at one point I had a team driver. You know having the right driver. I took in that episode because want to make sure you hire the right person and and make sure everybody's on the same page and it's just kind of there was a lot of episodes that I took in but I try to focus in more on the financials yeah no that makes a lot of sense all right last question for me and then I'm going to turn it over to Chris and see if he's got anything for you uh what if there's anything you'd like us to cover uh, what what we, do you think that would be? Any topics that you wish we'd talk more about from your perspective? Uh, hmm. I, I, I believe, you know, reaching out to more um, people, listeners of the podcast, I believe we'd probably get better insight in, into what really goes on on the, you know, on the Boot, you know, I mean, people that have their boots on the ground pretty much and, you know, be, they're able to tell those day-to-day -day stories because I, I watch a YouTube of a guy that started his own authority here in California. Um, he pretty much bought a brand new Peterbilt 389 and a uh, reefer trailer also. Did the same thing that I kind of did, but he, uh, you know, went out and bought a brand new truck, so... I kind of been watching on, uh, you know, what his progress has been in the market and stuff like that and how he goes about things, different problems that he has, you know. So I just believe that, you know, having, you know, more of a, uh, I, I, uh, what do you say? 
like that personal touch. Yeah, more the personal, the, more the stories. Yeah, you know, I I, I enjoy those a lot. You know, like the Bubba mm-hmm. Watson, he really got to me. You know, him going out buying his own truck, cash. You know, not having all that overhead. Like, hmm, that would have been a great idea if I would have had that amount of uh, you know capital at the time. But I mean, not everybody's fortunate to go out and do that. But I really took to his story because I like to operate on the Dave Ramsey values of uh, operating debt free. But I mean, it's not, you know, this industry is kind of hard to do that in some aspects because, you know, the equipment prices are through the roof. So. Yeah. All right, Chris, uh, do you have anything you want to fire away at? Anything you want to dig into from what Stefan said? My, my last question would just be, would you do it all over again? If you if you step back, you know, two or three years ago, and we're kind of going down the same path, I would. would do it again? It's uh, it's been rewarding. I've uh, lived out a dream, and uh, something knocked off my bucket list. Is you know, being a a boss, uh, uh, owner operator, um, having more time with my family. I mean, you can't, you know, there's just some things money can't buy, and 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 you know, that's that's what on the brighter side of uh, all these nights that I work hard and, you know, odd ends of the, of the night having to, uh, deliver like 3 a.m. in the morning. It just, just gets to you. So, but, you know, you just got to keep pushing forward and, you know, that you'll get the reward at the end. Hmm. There you go. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you if you had anything to say to anybody thinking about starting their own, you know, company, but that sounds like a pretty good, uh, note to leave it on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Stefan, any parting words? Uh, uh, besides that, if you if you have all your ducks in a row and 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 you you set yourself up set yourself up for success, you know there should be no reason that you don't succeed. So just you know, I I believe I firmly believe in in Motor Carrier HQ and hauling assets and everything that uh, you know that these these services provide and. It's just they, they everybody uh, you know that's there has helped me with getting off the ground and stuff like that and it's been very very encouraging and you know just having the right people in your corner you know it, it all matters so yeah yeah I think that's huge all right well Stefan thank you so much you. Uh, for taking a few minutes we really appreciate it and uh, yeah we hopefully we'll see you out on the road <laughs> definitely. Yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And cool, cool to listen to your story. And glad we were able to be a little, little tiny part of it. But you know, ultimately, this yeah. success is yours, and you, you uh, made the choice to to take that yeah. big leap. And it's it's never easy. I mean, I've done it a bunch of times, and it's it's always a little scary, and it's never easy. And you know, good on you for doing it. And and thank, thank you, gentlemen. Thank Appreciate you for it. having me. And uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. All right, so welcome to Chris. Now, when I say Chris, I don't mean Chris. What I mean is Chris, not that Chris, but the other Chris. Chris, Chris, welcome. Meet Chris. Hey, Chris, Craig, how you guys doing? Good, good. good. Chris, good to Wesley. have you on. Good, good to yeah. be here. Thank you. So, Chris, uh, tell us real quick, where are you calling in from? So, I'm currently calling in from Converse, Texas. All right, Texas. We just had a California. Now we've got a Texas. Uh, and yeah, we are really pleased to be chatting with you. I want you to just, if you would, give us the, the 
elevator version of your story, how you got into trucking and how long you've been doing it, uh, you know, since you got your CDL. So uh, I'll say I've been trucking for about two and a half, almost three years now. Um, I did 22 years in the Army. Uh, I, I wasn't able to continue service uh, due to an injury. So um, the Army allowed me to go to CDL school. So they sent me to CDL oh, cool. school. And while I was in CDL school, uh, I listened to your podcast. And so that kind of helped me along the way, uh, kind of gave me a, a path to kind of look, look forward to. Um, I've been looking for some mentors at that time. And mm -hmm. honestly, you guys were, were kind of it. You know, Chris, uh, you being a military member, uh, it kind of allowed me to find a path and, and, and be able to, to listen to something to, to, to go on to. Um, but I, I would say that it, it's been a fast-paced uh, tenure in, in, in trucking and, and it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was, what was the tipping point for you that, that pushed you from, okay, I've got my CDL I've been driving to now it's time. I'm going to uh, get my own authority and, and drive on my own. Uh, what was that point for you? Um, time with family. Hmm. Um, my, my time with family is, is probably what I've, uh, I would say I cherish the most now that I've been away so much uh, as a, as a, uh, as a veteran, um, being, being in the army, you're constantly away from your family. And I said that, Hey, when I get out, you know, I, I want to be able to be with my family as much as I can. And I would mm. say, um, the time that I have with my family now as an owner operator is exponentially the most I've ever had in, in, in my life. So. so interesting. You feel like you've had more time as an owner operator with your family than you did as an employee driver somewhere? 100%. Um, I get yeah. to pick when I'm going to be off. I get to pick when I'm going to work. I, I work for what I need to work for. Um, so I, I would definitely say that, uh, you know, time management, I guess, maybe, um, mm. and the ability to pick when I want to be doing things and not have to work for somebody else is always, always yeah. fun. How, how long have you been running on your own authority now, Chris? Um, almost September or October 1st will be a year. Okay. All right. So, yeah, coming up pretty close. What are we at? Eight, eight or nine months, nine or ten months now, yeah. I guess. About nine. Yeah, that's nine, very nine. cool. Yeah. So you said you've been you've been listening to the show since CDL school, which is uh, it's I don't know it's a horrifying thought to me thinking of Chris as somebody's uh, mentor. I don't, I don't know. It <laughs> freaks me out a little bit. But um, what uh, what's what's been an impactful thing about the podcast for you? What what has had the biggest impact in listening to the show in either helping you make that decision or uh, you know make the transition to ownership? Well, you know, Chris always talks about the process and how the process matters, right? So um, when you dive down into each and every step of this process and you're able to go back and really listen to somebody who's going through it at the time, and and honestly, it, it just gives you a little bit more confidence that, hey, if, if he can do it, then why can't I do it? Um, and then it's like, all right. Um, what did he do that I'm doing or what did he do that? Uh, what did Chris do that I, I'm not doing? Right. And it just kind of gives you a path to walk. And it's a lot nicer. Yeah. Yeah. That's it cool. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
a, a couple things I think are really cool here. So, um, Chris, what, what did, first off, what did you do in the military or in the army? So uh, I was an infantryman. Infantryman. Yeah, cool. Um, I, so I was my first nine years enlisted. I was a, a 12 Bravo, a combat engineer, which is basically a, a wannabe infantryman that carries <laughs> explosive around in their backpacks. So, right. Um, you know, I, I, I get that a little bit. Um, one thing I've noticed with guys with military background, obviously as an infantryman, you didn't have any trekking experience, but it's, it's an ability to follow a system. That's one thing you learn and get ingrained into you in the military is you learn how to follow a system. And so it's cool to hear you say that, you know, you can see the system that we talk about in the podcast and, and, and essentially follow it. And like another common theme that we're hearing here, Craig, is like, if this idiot can do it, I can do it, which I think is freaking awesome. I love that. Like, yeah, that's what we want here. Like it's, it's not rocket science. It's, it's hard work. It's, you know, dedication, you know, and, and being smart. You don't have to be a genius. It's just being smart about what you're doing. And so you know, that, that's cool to hear you, hear you say that. I, I love it. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like you, like you're saying with military service. There's a system you follow it, and you get that ingrained. Um, I feel like the, the running a trucking company and many other companies, but especially this one, you're not the first person to do it. You know, there are millions who have done it before you. There are millions who will do, do it after you. There is a system. Now, that's not to say that you can't make tweaks around the edges and make your company your own and make your schedule your own and that sort of thing. But yeah, there is that system to follow. I think that's really valuable. Um, you don't have to try to reinvent the wheel, you know, all 18 of them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice that way. All right. So right come on that was good that was gold <laughs> that was, right there all right pretty good you just off the cuff look at you go i look this is a pro this is why you pay me the bucks chris uh all right so i want to ask you about your experience as a business owner um i'm i i hope things are going really well uh, and we're going to get to that stuff in just a moment but i want to start with what has been difficult for you what have uh, what have been the biggest struggles uh, the biggest roadblocks for you in the first 10 months or so of, uh, of running on your own? Um, I would say probably the first 90 days to six months, um, that, that area was really hard. Um, when it came to booking loads, right? Who wants to work with you? Um, because your authority is so new. They're like, Hey, uh, you don't have enough time under your authority, so we can't book this load. Right. Although it's a great paying load and, it, you know, six, seven dollars a mile. And you're like, hey, why can somebody else do it that I can't? Even if the booker uh, MC number is even younger than yours. So I, I, yeah, I ran into yeah. that uh, probably last week. Uh, it was a really good load. The MC came. I sent my MC number in and they're like, oh, you haven't been running for a year yet. And when I pulled up their MC number, they haven't been even running for, they haven't had their MC number for a year yet. And I'm like, what? What's going on <laughs> like, help me out, man. Give me a shot. Right. Um, uh, yes. I, I'm curious. What, uh, what are you, what are you running? So uh, mainly, what, uh, mainly yeah, right now ahead. I'm running steel. Um, uh, I run mm -hmm. a lot of steel for a manufacturing company that's just right here in San Antonio. I'm right out San Antonio and uh, I'm able to run, run for them quite a bit. Um, but I, is that doing flatbed then it is, I am a flatbed driver, um, flatbed all day skateboarders. Got along. 
uh, <laughs> hardest, hardest workers out there, right? <laughs> Um, maybe, true. maybe I, I, I mean, you, you work harder than me. I will give you that for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So what has been the most rewarding thing? And now you've already mentioned family time, so I'm not going to let you cheat and say that. <laughs> has there been anything else that you want to point out about, uh, that, that leap into being a business owner? What's been awesome about it? Learning, learning, um, every day I'm learning. Uh, and, and I, I said in the military, that was one of the things that you know, that I love to do is learn every day. And um, as a business owner, you, you don't know what you don't know. Um, so a lot of times you can get yourself into a lot of trouble if you don't know what you don't know. So it's nice when you have guys like yourselves that, that are putting it out there like, hey, these are our, um, you know, this is what we're, how we're making money. This is how we're doing it. And this is what, what, what we've uh, come, come across that, that has hurt us. You know, and just learning every day, I would say, is the best thing about being a business owner. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so a couple of questions for you about um, the podcast and your experience with the podcast. Okay, and then, uh, well, yeah, we'll get there in a moment. So this is putting you on the spot here, and if you don't have an answer, that's okay. But do you have a favorite episode? Do you have a favorite moment in listening to this show uh, that you think back on fondly? Um. I would say it's episode four or five uh, when you were, you guys were talking about, you know, just the process. Uh, uh, um, and you mentioned that there's one guy who is on Stitcher and there's like, who would ever use that? Well, I'm that <laughs> and that was you. No. That was me. The lone infantryman. Uh, and it happened to be, I want to say it was a, it was a podcast about finance uh, and, and, uh, and getting all your finances together and, and, and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I guess I really got to start getting my finances together. <laughs> there you go. Everybody loves a shout out, right? Um, and you, we didn't know you by name, but you were our Stitcher guy. That's right. Uh, I'm curious. I, okay, if anybody listening is still using Stitcher, I'm genuinely curious because it seems like between Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, you know, and there's a few other small ones out there, but I never hear about Stitcher anymore. So if anybody out there does use Stitcher, please let me know. I'd, I'd be very curious to hear about it. So. I, I now use uh, uh, I, I use other platforms now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you came over to the dark side. I love it. Oh, shame. Um, okay, so is is there anything you'd like us to cover, uh, either specifically or broadly? Anything you'd like to hear more of on the show? I, I think uh, like one of the the things that I really liked was uh, now is is how you're transitioning right into a bigger bigger corporation, a bigger company, uh, bringing on more drivers. Um, as I'm getting into, hopefully getting into that aspect here in a minute. Um, but it's, it's relationships. How did you build your relationships with your carriers? How did you build your, or with your, um, shippers and, and, and stuff like that? And your consistent freight, right? Uh, for me, that's, that's hard is finding, um, I, I have a couple of people that I work for, but you know, it's, it's starting to kind of slow down and then who do you transition mm. to and how is that fine process, you know, done because you don't want to lose one and you, but you definitely want to pick up another. Yeah. Yeah. A vital part of any, any industry really. Uh, but especially here. All right, Chris, do you, well, okay. Sorry, Chris V, Chris Vernon. Do you have any, uh, any questions, anything you want to dig into here with uh, Chris? Just <laughs> as just we the last, up. 
last question that I've got is, you know, thinking back a year or so, you know, when you were just starting to probably make the decision, hey, do I really want to do this? Um, put yourself back in those shoes again. Would you do it all over again? Oh, 100%. I, I literally sold my house, moved from Dallas to San Antonio just to start a trucking business. Wow. That's cool. That's, that's making a lot of, that's putting in a lot of risk and you know, making that kind of a big change in life. And that's, that's cool that uh, you had the, the guts to do that. And uh, um, that, that's awesome. Thanks for letting us be a little part of it. Oh, I, I appreciate you guys more than you know. Uh, well, we appreciate the kind words and, uh, and thank you for coming on and taking a few minutes with us. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that sharing stories like yours will help other people uh, you know, hear you say 100%, I would definitely do it. And I, I hope it pushes a few other people over to the edge into ownership and uh, and giving that a shot. As long as you're prepared, um, you can mitigate that risk and, and have a good time with it. So, all right. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you out on the road. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.